Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hello and welcome to episode... 32 of the designfootball.com podcast. My name is Jay. I am the resident blogger on designfootball.com. Today I'm joined by Jason Lee, who's been on before. He is the founder of the brand Focalhaler, as well as being an experienced uh, apparel designer for the likes of, of Adidas and Hummel. Hi, Jason. How are you? Hey, Jay. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. It's good to speak to you again. Um, so I, I wanted to speak to you today about uh, Focalhaler. Um, what this is your brand that you've set up. How long has it been going now? I'd say it's been going for a little over a year. Uh, maybe a, a bit of development before that, but uh, um, I was on um, a little hiatus as well when we had our son, and um, I was full time dadding for a while as well. So say more or less a year. Okay, and I, I, you might not want to be too specific about it, but what, what, how would you describe the brand? Well, I, I'd say it's, you know, um, the brand is pretty much what the, what the word itself um, comes from, where it comes from the German word, Fokuhila, and that's four and a quarter hitting long, but short, fat, long, which is essentially a mullet. And say that's the best way to describe it because for me, um, mullet back in the day represented fashion, sport, and irony. And those are definitely the three elements, or the three biggest elements that I see um, in the brand and that what I would like to infuse in the brand as well. Hmm. Yeah, um, I, I speak as a as a uh, an Olympique de Marseille fan. So Chris Waddle was a, a big idol of mine when I was a kid. So the the mullet definitely has its its place in in sport, particularly in football. Um, I I particularly like the brand because it does centre on football shirts currently, and there's a huge amount of football shirts in there. Uh, football shirts with a kind of a twist to them. Um, what what is the aim when you create a football shirt under the under that brand? First thing would be to get Chris Waddle to uh, to model for the brand. <laughs> actually, actually, you know what? I think if you do a Google search on mullet, Chris Waddle is like one of the first three images that comes up. Yeah, um, I, I can imagine that would be the case. He did actually chop it off. I think he chopped it off during Italia 90. I think by the time he missed the penalty, the mullet was gone. But I still think Marseille should take credit for that. It, despite yeah. a lot of a lot of kids in France did have that hairstyle around that time. Um, yeah. I, I still think the Marseille style element um, is actually what, what got rid of that thing. Um, yeah. So the, I, I like the, the shirt's fantastic in the they tell a story uh, about whatever they're centered on, whether that's a team or a player. So particularly for me, I quite like the, the France shirts. Um, so you've got several there. The, yeah. the first one is like, and I've never seen this before. I don't think anyone has ever had this before, but you, there's a France shirt with um, PF. Uh, it's, I think it's 15 on the back. Yeah. Um, when kids go in to get their shirts printed up, I don't think Edith PF is is high up on their their list. There is Edith PF, I take it. Surely you jest. Of course, every kid would want to put Edith PF <laughs> on their shirt. Um, actually, the fifteen comes from her birth year of nineteen fifteen, and that shirt that you're speaking of 
it was the first one I did in that series. It's Home Shirt of France, and it was um, inspired by her song La Vie en Rose, but I put a spin to it and made it La Vie en Bleu. Um, hence, you've got the, the blue shirt with the blue roses. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, the other twist on that, I don't know if it's connected, but there's La Vie en Rose means uh, in pink, in effect. Yeah. So the um, there is actually a, a Zidane shirt as well that you've done, isn't there? Yes, you, you'd be you'd be right to say that's where that um, uh, full circle comes back. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't know if it was the intention, but Zidane did wear pink for uh, Juventus. I don't know if yeah. you did. You, was that part of the thinking? Well, I mean, it ties in regardless of whether it is or not. Yeah, it ties in, but it was it wasn't um, from his Juve shirt. It was really just a to circle back to the paint from uh, from her song. So uh, take us through the the design of, say, the PF shirt in particular. The, these are sublimated shirts, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? I think the, um, the most important thing for me is the, the idea. And then say, w once I have the idea, it almost... Um, comes to fruition in my in my mind uh, visually so everything else like the execution and whatnot that's you know it's almost like second fiddle to to the idea for me so um and i think you know people have asked me this before where they're like okay you know what's the um what do you find tough in design and i would say the ideation part is because once you can get, have that solidified, then the execution is just, you know, I would say maybe a, a bit of tweaking here and there. But but if you're not crazy about your idea in the first place, then you're going to have a tough time trying to to uh, make that come to life. So, um, you know, all the details of that shirt, you know, focus in on the, the rows. And so the theme um that ties in the other shirts you'll see the, the hints of the rose so the the tonal blue roses on the home on that the pink uh, zizu i suppose you could call that the third shirt um you see the blue roses in there as well and then the tricolor um thorny vine on the sleeves with the with the rose again um and then the away griezmann shirt where you've got the pinstripes made out of the thorny vine. So it's just different ways of uh, executing um, the rose theme into the mm. shirt. Yeah, that, I, I really, uh, I particularly like the Griezmann shirt um, because it's, it reminds me of, uh, I think it's like early 80s France ways where they had that alternating red and blue pinstripe thing, but it puts a, it has a twist on that, as you say, with the, the thorny vine. Um, approach um yeah i quite like it i i mean he's a, a superstar anyway and uh hugely marketable for lots of different reasons and a great player and the the hopes of of france rest on his shoulders it's nice to hear that those three shirts are kind of a, a, a sort of trinity i didn't actually realize that i thought they were their own um their own different ideas obviously there's a link that they're tied in together but the way you view them as as home shirt away shirt and, and yeah. third shirt is, is quite interesting uh how do you then explain there's a fourth france shirt isn't there there's a there's a another player that you've you've created a tribute shirt to are you able to describe that one the conte you know that one's based off um a heat map you know because him as a him as a player, you know, he's all over the all over the pitch for ninety minutes. So it just seemed logical to do a, a heat map shirt of his, and then of course doing a little spin off the, um, the Thrasher font, you know, to to signify that you know he, he's on fire. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, that shirt's really something. It certainly doesn't tie in with the other three. It's a yeah. it's a, a separate idea in its own right. I heard quite recently, and I didn't know this before, it's in John Devlin's new book for the um, International 
football kits and illustrated history, something like that, um, with true colours anyway. Uh, the Spain shirt that they wore in the last Euros, in Euro 2016, it, the, the splash of colour, the red and yellow on the shirt, um, like the, the mess, you could call it, on the, on the chest, is actually uh, apparently the heat map of, of Torres's goal against Italy in the final four years before when they won. That, do, you that's know, something, do you know that to be fact? I know it's written in John's book. Yeah. Now, I'm not... I, <laughs> I he's, he's claimed that and he's researched it. So I, I'm happy to go with that and that okay. he's good enough for me. But yeah. um, I, I hadn't heard it before I read that book, no. But it's, it's interesting, certainly interesting. Yeah. Um, so those are the France shirts. Um, I, I'm hoping France do well in the World Cup. And those are... I, I do hope we see some of those. It, it, have you spotted anything like that? Have you spotted any of your shirts being worn in stands or anything like that yet? Or is that something that's still to come? Um, I, I think occasionally people will uh, send me pics of them um, in shirts. Like, I think the last one I, I got was... Um, a guy um, wearing the IKEA Oka shirt, in, you know, in uh, in front of uh, the Bamanera. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, that, that's a great shirt. I I did want this is maybe that's a pretty famous shirt. I think the the Zizu shirt is maybe the most famous of of your range so far. Yeah, but that one was a huge one as well. Yeah, the, definitely. So this is uh, a Boca Juniors shirt, in effect, which is based on the famous IKEA uh, carrier bag. Is that right? Yes. And uh, you know what? To be honest, um, when I did that, it just, you know, again, it just seemed natural to do that. But then come to find out afterwards, and I think that was from you, you had told me that... Uh, their colors come from um, the Swedish flag, and uh, the tie into that was that when they were founding the club, um, they agreed that the next ship that would come into harbor, the colors of that flag, they would take as the colors of their ship. Yeah, I think there was like a a problem with uh, maybe I might be getting mixed up with something else, but I think there was. A problem with another team who had the same colors as they had before so okay. they they had to change their colors they didn't know what to change it to and as you say they they said okay the next ship that comes in we will take the colors from that and it was a swedish ship that came into the the port in buenos aires so yeah, um, yeah. so there, there is that tie-in particularly with sweden um yeah. and obviously ikea is uh swedish so yeah that's yeah that's pretty but it's a great shirt that is certainly one of my favorites and you wouldn't even tell that's the beauty when the sublimation is done that well and the quality of your shirts does give yeah. sub sublimation of that standard you can yeah. see the texture of the bag so well if you yeah you would have to actually touch it to realize it's not that same material which is fantastic i really like yeah that. and you know what uh, um so that texture i actually had um the ikea bag and then i will shoot the bag at actual size um and then of course then you uh process it in photoshop to make it um usable um uh, when you go to sublimate it so you know it's really it, it comes from an actual bag that is excellent going back to the world cup so we've got these uh we've got the the beautiful france home away and third and then you've got the Kante shirt, which is beautiful in its own way as well. Um, the, another one I really like that you've done, and this is, uh, I'm particularly in favour of this one because the, the, the actual shirt that this team has released for the World Cup, I'm really disappointed with, is the Iceland shirt that you've done. Um, so the Iceland shirt that's been released by, I think it's Araya, um, is... Oh, it's, it's got like a, a pixelated type splatter thing on the shoulders. It seems quite dated as a design. Uh, but I really like what you've created as an alternative. What is it you've actually done there? What is the, the What are the stylings that you've put on the Iceland shirt you've done? 
Yeah, the the Iceland shirt um, inspired by the lopy sweater that you find in Iceland. Um, and so I used that as a starting point and then created a design um, you know, to go with it and then mixed in with um, some Viking iconography. And um, to make that shirt with the, the whole uh, pattern up at the top of the body, you know, I had to cut it like old school 90 shirts where they would, they'd have this continuous uh, shoulder seam that went to the through to the sleeve. So it was essentially just the front and the back mm-hmm. and you would, you would sew the shoulders um, and then on the underarms, because if I were to make set in sleeves or uh, even raglan, you wouldn't be able to do what I did with that shirt. So, that, you know, that's the beauty of a lot of those 90 shirts too, is that when you, when you cut a shirt like that, um, like they did back then, then that your canvas is even bigger. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, an example of that is the sublimation, um, on the new Nike ranges. So the vapor ranges, you, you have maybe a contrast in sleeve, raglan sleeve, um, or you have design on the raglan sleeves, but that doesn't cross over onto the shirt or vice versa onto the body of the shirt or, or vice versa. So the body might have a lot of sublimation then you've got, plain sleeves on it so it doesn't have that continuous effect so something from the 90s that people remember and in a similar sort of style i suppose to to the the iceland shirt you've done is is the germany shirt that they wore at the 94 world cup which had that sort of feathered design feathered diamonds design uh which which stretched onto the to the sleeves to a certain extent but it it's not stretching anywhere really because it's one piece of fabric and that's how you you manage to do sublimation like that would that be right Exactly. Yeah. You know, I would say the the, um, the 21st century version of that will be where you're just you're just having um, a whole one piece uh, garment, yeah. which you'll, they'll have. I think they probably have that already. Um, and then in that sense, you can just knit the different graphics. Yeah. So I think I think I have heard that there's talk now about producing things in, in three dimensions anyway so through 3d printing you might be able to create a shirt exactly yeah. to to how it is because if you're modeling it 3d in the first place on whatever it is it's not i suppose you just call it some sort of cad program um yeah. then you can just create it as exactly as you've created it on the on the screen which is opens up masses of of, of possibilities as well yeah yeah and that and that's the thing i think in the future you know, the, um, there will be a lot of craziness in the shirts, but probably not in the way that we're we're envisioning it right now. Yeah. Um, one more that I really like from your range currently is the the Belgian one. Now, this has stylings. When when you created the Belgian one, did you know that Adidas were going to bring back the the diamond pattern that they had in the eighties? Um. I'm not sure, but I mean, that, that, um, that Argyle pattern is, you know, is very iconic to, to Belgium because, you know, it, for me, you know, if you think of other past uh, Belgian shirts, you know, it, it, it's hard to think of one that, that sticks in your mind, you know, but, um, those, the, the home and away from back then, those are iconic. So of course, you know, what I did was a nod to, to, to those shirts, but then, mm. you know, I just added another layer onto it, you know, added another layer and then also did the Argyles in, in a different, uh, execution. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly is a different execution. So, um, what Adidas have done in the, we'll call them re-releases. There are a few changes to them so that you don't have the white panel that it sits on anymore. It goes directly onto the red, but yeah. it's apart from that, it's reasonably faithful. What you've done is, a. a a real modernization of that in in the way it looks is it's um it's almost three-dimensional it's it's sort of layered isn't it yeah yeah so it's um there is a bit of this uh, gradation to it but that's just through the different plays of the the thicknesses of the the lines that make up the argyle you know so that that's one and then on top of that you've got the um the element of Magritte 
uh, on top of that, you know, him being a Belgian artist. Uh, again, that just seemed natural for me to do something like that. And, um, and I, you know, for me, I would say that's probably one of my favorite shirts because, um, I don't know, it just feels expressive in different ways. And it's, you know, I, I would hope to think that Magritte would, uh, would even wear the shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's quite a claim. Um, yeah, but <laughs> no one could argue against it. Uh, it. That is a great one, and it's particularly stylish. It's quite, if I dare say it, it's quite subdued compared with a lot of the, the releases that you have. So it's um, it's more min minimalist than, may maybe with the Magritte element to it as well, but it's slightly more minimalist than, than a lot of the things that you do. Would, would that be fair? Um, possibly. I mean, depending on what what else you compare it to, you know, I, I would say that maybe the, in a way, you could say that the, the Zizu shirt is also a little more minimalist because uh, the body itself is just one color, you know, but I do have a thing of, um, for making all over patterns. So, yeah. Because if you compare it to the, the shirts that I've done with all over patterns, then yeah, it is more minimalist. Um, um, but I don't know. I just can't get away from patterns. You know, it's like I, same reason that, um, you know, I, I have this loving with, uh, early 90s shirts. I just, yeah. can't, you know, those are, to me, those are the grails. Yeah. The, the early 90s, it, it is coming back. So, um, we'll probably talk about it later, but, in fact, we might as well just talk about it now. The the Nigeria shirt for this World Cup is that something that that you've you've liked? Do you like that one, or is that is that maybe even too tame, or what? I would say, you know, again, comparing it to the early '90s shirts, yeah, it would be considered tame. I, hmm. I like it, but you know, I I'd, I I guess my um, my my standard uh would be you know the early 90s so it, it's tough really to i don't know it just seems like it's tough to kind of up up the ante from the early 90s uh yeah i think people are gonna have to be pretty brave i think you're obviously brave and it's maybe a, a calling card of uh Fokohela that it is going to be I mean, you mentioned the Zizu shirt being minimalist. It's still pink, so it's it still has that element that it's it's going to be very striking, um, despite not having so much in in terms of the print. So, what you're doing is 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 going to be brave, and it's going to be louder than a lot of standard football shirts. Um, you've also done um, England shirts for this World Cup as well. Um, to to let's start with the the home shirt what's the thinking behind that are you able to describe what you've you've done there yeah i think um first you know i had just been thinking or just you know maybe daydreaming or whatnot and then i just the uh, the world the the word world cup came into my head and then and i was thinking just cup and then kappa and then world cup um come to find out that, you know, in the past that there was a show, I think sponsored by maybe one of the uh, uh, news channels in England, they had a, that it had a show called World Cup, though I don't really know what it's about, but um, <laughs> anyhow, the, the word stuck and then, you know, from there, boom, and I instantly thought of uh, tea and biscuits and then, um, then it just kind of uh, yeah, snowballed from there. And then later, you know, when I was doing a little more research into the biscuit part of it, you know, being being an American and, you know, knowing of the traditions of uh, uh, tea and biscuits, but not knowing it to the extent that someone like you would, you know, <laughs> then I reached out to you and got some more insight into um, 
biscuit part of it. So I ended up um, buying that book that you recommended and read that on um, on biscuits. And then, um, yeah, and, and focused in on what I believe was like three biscuits and a, and a digestive. I suppose a digestive can also, it's part of a, a subgroup of biscuits, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, so, so you, you'd still, a digestive would still be like one of a range of biscuits, but yeah, yeah you, you've got like a chocolate digestive and then you've got a plain digestive. You'd, you'd have like a, a dark chocolate digestive and a milk chocolate digestive. And I think they might have even had a digestive with like caramel and then chocolate on the top. That's a, a popular one as well. So yeah, we, we like digestives. They're like 80 calories each digestives. <laughs> And that's that's the non-chocolate one. I think the not standard ones are like something like eighty calories each. Yeah, which is I think I um, think that the biscuit shirt I did. I think that's around mm, three thousand calories. <laughs> that's fantastic. So don't eat the shirt if you buy it. <laughs> that would be yeah. So that's so the the away one is the blue one, which has all the biscuits on it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the blue one with an all-over biscuit pattern on it. Okay. And the home is uh, made of the St. George's Cross of roses, and the roses are inspired by the ones that you would see on porcelain um, teapots. So, And then if you look even close, closer into that shirt, you'll see that there's this polka dot pattern, a subtle blue polka dot, and that comes from the uh, polka dot that you see on uh, biscuits. Ah, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's clever. Mm. Yeah. You do. So they're like the little air holes that you've got in, in biscuits. I don't know what they're there for. It's probably just a design thing. But Well, uh, I think that's to, to keep them from, you know, going over 100 calories each. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just cut out a little area. Okay, yeah. That works. Yeah, that makes makes me feel so much better about my, my terrible eating habits. Um, yeah, so those are the... the they're, they're good um alternatives to i mean i quite like the uh, do i like them the the away shirt that nike released for the world cup is almost identical to the design that they had four years ago so i don't know what that's about why they've done that but the the home shirt is very england um but these are a, a nice alternative to those yeah. england is spelt slightly different on your shirts isn't it yeah in england is um many football fans or English football fans would say, you know, when they're um, in the many different chants. So, just, you know, be a little more tongue-in-cheek about it, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it certainly ties into to the English culture. And, uh, yeah, the, the, the uh, impressive ability to turn a two-syllable word into a three-syllable word. Yeah, in, English football fans uh, are, are quite talented like that. Um, the these are those are sort of the, the world cup shirts so these are the the shirts that you could wear whilst supporting um teams that are actually made it there are several teams that you've you've done shirts for that haven't actually made it so one one i particularly like the netherlands which is always a tragedy when they don't make tournaments but it happens with increasing regularity now uh yeah. the you created a, a black netherlands shirt but yeah. it, with a similar pattern to the very famous 88 one, yeah. um, what was, was there, a, is there sort of a story behind that or is it just like, this will look great? Well, I, I think, um, you know, this is where the, where I said that trifecta fashion sport and irony come in where this is really the, the fashion part of it, where you take that 88 pattern and then I decided to do it in denim and different different textures and, and um, I guess different grades of black. <laughs> so it was really purely a, um, a fashion point. And then the black comes from you know, Tulip, uh, Tulip Habanero, from the nickname of um, Root Hullet. So, uh, oh, okay. That's the tie-in um, there, but it was really just... Uh, to see what it would look like from a fashion perspective. I mean, I you know you could argue that the eighty eight shirt itself is a um, 
fashion shirt. I mean, I would, I would, I'd rock that as, you know, a fashion shirt because it is. So, but this was just throwing a different texture on it and then changing the colors as well. Um, and then, and then, but adding these little um, outlines of orange to tie back to the original. It's almost like switching, inversing mm. what the 88 was. Yeah. So it's like a negative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the irony there is that the one person who doesn't like that design is Rude Hullet. He actually said he hated that shirt design. Not your, not yours, but the one he wore. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'd be interested to know if he would like, like it now, but it most likely not. No, he's, he was asked about it recently there. He was involved in the, um, fabric of football event. That, that classic football shirts put on recently and uh yeah he was asked about and that and he said he hated it is um so uh, one of our favorite any kit geek um sort of holds that shirt up as one of the greatest of all time but rude yeah. Hullet, who many kit geeks hold up as one of the greatest footballers of all time um he he's he's not um he's not in agreement on that one yeah um, yeah, no, that's a great shot. When you say about the denim element, are we talking the same thing as the the IKEA bag and the the Bocker shirt, where it's just an effect that's created visually, but there isn't any element to the to the actual shirt that is has the texture of denim? Yeah, well, that those um, I think I used nine different textures of denim. Those again, you know, I took um, denim jeans that I had gotten it from a secondhand store and then again, took photos of them at actual size and then um, added black overlay to it. Mm. Yeah, well, it's, it, it certainly works. Subtle results, still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, head eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Um. Something else, uh, another team that obviously haven't made it, and I, the USA, what you've done with the, you've, you've created some USA shirts recently, um, which are particularly provocative, um, and, and I, I dare say will be met um, with a feeling that this is quite controversial. Are you able to describe, and there's two shirts, isn't there, is a white and a black one. Um, starting with the black one, what was the, if you if you t talk us through the elements of that and and what the reasoning was behind it, yeah. Well, I would the reasoning first um, is that well, I've made political shirts in the past, and um, these two are inspired by, um, I guess, if you were to say generally, would be Black Lives Matter, but not necessarily the movement, but you know of what that means, Black Lives Matter. And basically, every life, life matters. It's just that, you know, I think it's a bit tragic and a little pathetic to that in 2018 that we would even have to still discuss things like this. 
you know, so, or that I would, you know, make shirts like this, uh, call out, you know, these sorts of travesties. Um, and I think it's really, um, it's addressing police brutality, you know, um, and, you know, a lot of the people who are on the end of that are tend to be, um, you know, people, black or brown people in the States and uh, me as an Asian American uh, growing up in the States. I, you know, I never, you know, I did have occasional, very, you know, rare, but, you know, still some runnings with racism, whereas, you know, in Germany, I've never had, a, you know, been involved in a racist incident, you know, um, towards me. So, but so I can imagine that, you know, coming as an Asian in the States, um, having felt that, just imagine how much more the, you know, black people go through in the States. And of course, you know, it's undeserved. And I think the whole idea of racism too is just very abstract that um, I just don't get it, you know? And but that these shirts are based off of racism, uh, police brutality, the prison system, and you know how that unfair that is to uh, black people. And you know, I think I've I've always represented and stood up for you know underdogs, and um, you know that's the same reason that you know I don't mind designing for let's say teams that don't make into the World Cup or who have never even, yeah, never ever qualified or don't even have a chance, you know. For, to me, it's not, it's not a, about that. It's more, probably, I'd be more interested in designing for underdogs, to be honest. So, mm-hmm. but, but these shirts, you know, they address, you know, all those um, issues, you know, and that black shirt in particular, that was, that came after the home shirt, um, but the black shirt, it has an, it's black with an um, all over pattern that's made out of um, target bullseyes. And some of the lines of the targets are made with barbed wire. And again, that goes back to addressing the prison system. Um, and then within the targets, you'll see the numbers that you would normally find in uh, a target, but then you'll also see letters in there that spell out "hands up, don't shoot." You know, um, again, that addressing like the seems like the more than occasional occurrence of you know police not showing any. Um, I don't know what uh, you'd say, like either tolerance or. Um, I don't know, logic or anything and just really kind of shooting first, ask questions, asking questions later, you know? So yeah, that, they, that's one. And then on the, on the back, um, you've got the number 10 with, um, with a zero as a bullseye and the name and numbering of, um, above the 10 is guilty. You know, that's, um, um, it refers to almost like, you know, being guilty before, um, you know, guilty and then prove, having to prove your innocence. Mm. By being guilty, you're, you know, you're almost as good as dead. Yeah. the, I mean, it's a very uh, specific and particular problem in, in the U.S. Uh, regarding police brutality in general and obviously um the the uh trigger happy element to the to the police as well um it, it's it's a world apart from generally speaking it's a world apart from from this country we we have had instances in this country uh, sorry in the uk as well uh of of the police maybe perhaps shooting um when they didn't necessarily need to shoot and and people dying as a, as a consequence of that uh the some of the the launch images that, that you've used of 
particularly the black shirt, um, I see that there's a guy stepping outside, stepping out of a of a car with his hands up. A, I, I would imagine a, a black guy um, stepping out of a car with his hands up with the the shirt on, which is a pretty stark and provocative um, message that you're sending out there, which which ties in with what you're saying there uh, uh, about what the message is. The the white shirt. Um, that's a similar sort of thing, but it includes the the stars and stripes, the the stars and stripes, star spangled banner, whatever the the official name is for the for the American flag. Um, it's a stylized version of that, isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it, you know it's taking the the American flag as a starting point, but then you see that it's a you know tattered flag. You know it, that represents that all's not well in the states. Um, especially when it comes to issues like what we're talking about. And then um, the red and white stripes or the red stripes are made of um, bloodlines that are, um, some of which are leaking from the, the stars which have been turned into bullet holes. So, of course, that's an obvious um, reference to, you know, what we just talked about. Um, and then um, on the back, the name and numbering, it says slave to guns, you know, because you, you see this uh, fanaticism with guns in the States, especially um, though, you know, the those of the, the far right, and they, you know, anyone who's involved with NRA, you know, there's just this, they treat it like this religion and, Slave, you know, I specifically use the word slave because of the history of that in America. But yeah. I used it where I kind of turned it to mean something different in this in this sense. Yeah. Um, so you you kind of have that the the evolution of the concept of slavery. Um, obviously, uh, the uh, the the black communities in America. Um, uh, are tied to it, but now you you have a situation where uh, is it the Second Amendment that yeah. that obviously the the right to bear arms um, and that that has, as you say, become something that that people hold on to um, as as part of their culture, but um, it it is like a crutch for for many people the the need to to always retain this and uh, people suffer as a consequence of that. Obviously the, the, the gun deaths in America is, uh, is unbelievable and um, skewed towards certainly in the cases that involve the police skewed towards the skewed towards black people as well. So um, it's a, it's a, it's a, a difficult state of affairs. These are obviously shirts that are, are meant for walk wearing in the street. So obviously, if you decide to to make a political statement, and, and there is, I suppose, risk involved in that. In that, if you're wearing a particularly provocative shirt and you're wearing it in the wrong place or wearing it in front of the wrong people, yeah. And and that might be the same with anything. So yeah. if you wear a particular football shirt anyway in the wrong part of town, that that can that can provoke a reaction um, or yeah. at the wrong time or the, the, on the wrong occasion, this can cause problems. Um, yeah. These shirts wouldn't be worn in matches, but do, what, what is your stance on sort of political statements in general on, on football kits that yeah. are being worn in matches? Is, is that something you, you think has its place or not? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, firstly, I would say that, um, you know, I don't think that what I've done is provocative. I think what's been done for me to do what I've done mm -hmm. is provocative. So, um, you know, I wish that things like that wouldn't happen, you know, in the States or anywhere. So, you know, uh, but when it comes to political statements uh, being made on, on kits that are worn in in leagues, you know, I'm all for it, you know, same reason why, you know, I made those um, political designs for San Pauli, you know, because that is a um, quintessential left-wing club, 
you know so that's that's that is their that's their raison d'etre you know mm. so it would be it's it's to not do it you know just doesn't you know just no no i can't i can't see you just not doing it you know it just mm. seems like they're um, intertwined so i think um and you have, there's a lot of visibility when it comes to football as well you know football is a very democratic sport and um although you'll have you know the elite clubs let's say with lots of money and whatnot you know you know at the end of the day the sport itself is a, a very democratic sport so i think when it comes to the um, visibility on pitch and from clubs and whatnot that you know in a way you know football is also you know a metaphor of, of life but everything is really yeah um yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I personally agree. I think it's the 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 um, political existence of football clubs and perhaps the the fans of particular clubs is quite important. I should they do think that should be included uh, on on football kits. It's it's a way of sending a message out. I do think it works the other way as well that um, football clubs perhaps shouldn't compromise what they stand for by carrying sponsorship and so on that uh, maybe compromises what their beliefs are. So that that could mean gambling or it, it could mean payday loan companies. It, just the the forces that are going against um, the the positive elements that uh, a support base or a, a club's history can bring. Uh, something that's come up recently in news was um, the Republic of Ireland uh played against the USA recently in a match and both sides wore uh, rainbow as as you mentioned you you created uh, some Pauli kit which which had uh, rainbow colored trim on it um so USA and and Ireland played a match recently and they had both had um uh the fonts on the back of the shirts the number fonts had uh, rainbow color into them as well uh which see was was met pos positively by uh, most people that I, I read about so that's great uh but there was an instance recently when the u.s women's team played a match and a player called uh, i think her name's i'm not sure how to pronounce this but i think it's jaylene uh hinkle yeah. uh refused to play in the match it's it's yeah. come out long after the event that she refused to play in the match uh due to her uh christian beliefs what uh which she felt uh, her Christian beliefs were at odds with yeah. um, with the the wearing of of something that in her mind promoted uh, uh, an LGBT cause. Now, is that the same? Do you believe in that right to to take a stance there? I mean, she now accepts that her international career is over as a consequence yeah. of that. Is yeah. where where do you stand on something like that? Would I mean, it, could you admit in the shirt so she doesn't have to wear that, or or is is it good that she's gone from the national team if she doesn't feel that that there should be a lack of uh, a removal of all discrimination against uh, LGBT groups, LGBTQ plus groups? Um, yeah. What would be your feelings on that? I you know I read I read an article about that, and you know I, I'd say that I respect what she did and. I don't think she's coming across as she that she's discriminating. She's just saying that, you know, from what she's uh, how she's been raised and from the scriptures that that's just not um, something that she believes in. So, you know, I, I respect her stance on it, and more so because you know, as you said, her her international career is um, pretty much done and dusted. So, you know, for her to to have to make that decision where her religious beliefs um, trump her playing career then you know and again you know it wasn't that she was being um, discriminatory so 
Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I speak as uh, a, a, a Christian and I, I, I don't understand her logic, I've got to say, because to take a stance against... I, I don't know what, to what extent it promotes. It's, it's always... You mentioned sticking up for the underdog, and my argument would be that we have um, LGBTQ and so on, and, and I'm not necessarily uh, entirely at ease with that because I don't think it's anyone's business what, who they sleep with or anything like that. That's a, a personal thing, and it doesn't affect anyone else's life. But I yeah. think it's because it's an underdog situation where there is such discrimination against yeah. someone for such a ridiculous reason yeah. that if you are against that evening out of, of the situation or of, of balance, uh, which we're not quite there yet, then I don't understand how that's a, a Christian point of view personally. So yeah. I have a, a bit of a problem with it. Um, the other side of it is that James McLean is a player who, who plays in England. Um, he, each year, uh, most teams now in England will have uh, uh, the design of a poppy sewn onto their shirts. And uh, this is to commemorate um, members of the armed forces who have lost their lives in, in conflicts from the First World War onwards, allied yeah. forces. Um, and he refuses to wear it for, for personal reasons, um, which centre on his upbringing in Derry in Ireland, uh, where the... Um, well, the British Armed Forces don't have uh, a positive reputation and yeah. there are a lot of, lots of investigations going on right now, actually, regarding their conduct here during the Troubles in Ireland. And so for that reason, he refuses to wear a poppy and he gets in enormous abuse on Twitter, um, death threats through to yeah. just um, abuse. And this, this obviously is uh, increased around the time, around November, when the players are, are due to be wearing these shirts with the poppies on. And he, he, he gets a special shirt without, or he, he doesn't get one of the special shirts with the poppies on. He gets a, a plain one. Um, so the, the choice thing is difficult. So it seems if you tell a player this week, we're, we're wearing a particular shirt, which has this embellishment to it. And if you're not giving that person the, the option to say, well, I don't want the embellishment. I, I want it in its standard form. It's it's tricky because she she obviously didn't have that option. Uh, Jalen Hinkle didn't yeah. have that option, but Jack McLean does have that option now. Uh, so it, it's tricky. To be perfectly honest, I am happy with that status quo as it is. I don't think she should have the option not to wear that shirt because it's uh, there's there's nothing wrong with the sentiment. I don't think I don't think it could be argued against. I don't understand the argument against it. In the case of James McLean, I fully understand his reasoning, and I don't like the way the um, it has become. I think personally, a uh, a backdoor way of promoting the armed forces, the British armed forces, which yeah, in its own way promotes um, the conflicts that they're involved with. I think I think it, it strays into that uh, yeah. because it's, it's it's quite a modern phenomenon. So it's tricky, very very tricky. Yeah. But yeah. as things it's, are, I believe is a correct way. Yeah, I would say, you know, it's, it's all relative. The only thing is for me that, you know, I wouldn't um, force feed my beliefs, you know, on someone. So, you know, for her, she had a choice. She made her choice. Um, and for him, I respect that he's gone so far to, to think it through and just not, and just not, you know, um blindly accepting the shirt and as innocuous as maybe the poppy may come across to people that for him you know it offends him so i appreciate that he's taken that extra step to really think about that and I, you know also appreciate that they've given him the option not to wear it either so mm -hmm. yeah it's it's know, um the, the, the abuse on twitter or wherever you know um that's really uncalled for and but it's 
in this day and age, it just seems like um, that's just standard issue now. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, another another pity about the the time we live in. Um, something a little bit lighter then. You something I saw you posted. Now this isn't something that necessar is necessary for sale, but you recently customized an, an Arsenal Invincible shirt. So the shirt that Arsenal wore in uh, 2002 to, to 2003 and 2003 to 2004. Um, in 2003-04, they they went the entire season unbeaten. You're an Arsenal fan, aren't you? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's a terrible sound to your voice there. There's, things are on the up. It's, it's, it's going to be next season's your season. It's all over. You don't need to worry about it anymore. Don't need to campaign. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, be careful what you wish for. So you customised this, this Arsenal shirt. Now, was this anything specific to Arsenal Vegas departure was that the reason you were working on this project? Not at all, you know. And um, well, I don't know if you're referring to the um, to the graphic on the front in the O2 where I put a Bugs Bunny and that's all, folks. I think that that just you know comes from me seeing that image of Bugs in that in that what in that hole and then. I just, when I see the O2, sometimes I see that. So uh, that has no, no reference to Arsene Wenger leaving the club. And, but, you know, the other bits of it, um, yeah, of course, it's all about, you know, the invincible being more or less uh, the king of the league. So, you know, um, I've used, you know, iconography that of crowns and the, um, the word royal actually back in the day arsenal was called the royal arsenal yeah. before the arsenal so you know there's a tie in there and then on the back uh uh yeah you know maybe i've got a little bromance with uh terry Henry. so cool <laughs> hang on re i mean back then you know you watching his highlights you know it's like watching porn <laughs> yeah, so. yeah. Uh, yeah it's it's a great shirt that well, what's the plan for that then is that is that just one you've you've done for your own for your own pleasure yeah. and you yeah a lot of you know a lot of the things that i'll you know post on my personal instagram are like just personal projects like one-offs and um I don't know, just different different concepts that I have that some of which are ongoing um, that I just do when I have the opportunity to or something pops in my head or I don't know, it's kind of like therapy, I guess, you know, yeah, meditation or where I've got this, yeah, the, the Arsenal thing that's ongoing and then the Arsenal Supreme thing where I'll take Supreme products and turn them into uh, Arsenal shirts. So, yeah, I don't know, just all of these little themes that um, I'll keep building on as well. And I have a lot of fun. I mean, I've got a, a few others lined up you know, with Arsenal in mind that you'll be seeing pretty soon. And, you know, that's just, it'll always be this ongoing thing that I do. Yeah. I mean, that's a great one. And whatever you say, that was too it was too fitting to not tie in with, I mean, it, it may not have been your intention, but certainly that, especially for, for that to be his finest hour, the, the, um, the invincibles to, to have that sponsor with the, the that's all folks that just yeah. fitted in perfectly. Yeah. yeah. But I meant, you know, that part of that would, is also that when, when I, um, that's all folks is like, you can't really do, more than that, that's it. You know, we're invincible. You know, period. Nothing yeah. else. So that was that. That's really the the meaning behind that. I mean, hmm. you know. Yeah, but it it life takes over sometimes, so things yeah. can take on more meaning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just finally, it's been fantastic talking to you. It always is. Likewise.
just I know we know we've heard enough about what you, what particular style of of design you enjoy. But and we mentioned the Nigeria shirt for the World Cup. Are there any other shirts of this World Cup that have have, have caught you up, caught your eye that you particularly like? Um, to be honest. You know what? Today I was at this magazine shop, and um, there was this French football magazine, So Foot. And yeah. you know, I was looking through it, and then I saw, I believe it was a '98 hits from France. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I was thinking, Damn, those are nice. And you know, there's this simplicity to them, but they're still graphic. You know, I would say, you know, maybe a lot of the shirts from this World Cup strike me as um, a bit safe, you know, mm. so, and, it, you know, the 98 shirts, you know, there, there was just a little more play with color and, um, I don't know, they just, they just pop, you know, and I saw there's this image of, um, of the team after they had scored a goal and they're all, you know, huddling together and it just, the, the kit looked really, really nice you know hmm. in, that, in that image so it's hard for me to say because a lot of the shirts are um really what i guess monotone or just um tonal single colored so you know it's, it's tough to, for me to say that, oh yeah i love this shirt i mean if i think of england shirts in particular you know some of the last ones i loved were uh, the 2006 Umbro shirt just because it, it had this wicked cut and sew um, to it. And then I think they also had, uh, um, what's that fabric called? Ecstatic, you know, with, with a silver thread. It, it just, you know, when you look at it, it has a lot of different texture mm. to it. Yeah. And, um, and they were just beautifully designed. Hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I could have maybe guessed that answer because the the Nigeria shirt is the one that stands out that that has um, a bit more going on uh, graphically. Obviously, there are uh, a lot of shirts in this World Cup that that hark back to um, late eighties, particularly and early nineties. Um, but again, it's it's not so much with the the big graphical patterns too much there's, there's the spain one um the spain home shirt has a, a fair amount going on and obviously there's the the rehash of the the germany design but as as big and bold goes this it is all been slightly understated and and certainly with the the spain design that's what you mentioned earlier where if you if you are going to sublimate a shirt then you will have that that cutting off on the on the shoulder seam and it, it won't continue and that's certainly where it's been it's been restrained on a lot of the shirts and they've even changed slightly the seam so uh, the shoulder seam hangs slightly down the arm so they yeah. can get more design onto the onto the body of the shirt um yeah. so it doesn't come off too too soon so they are working towards that but you that is a limitation um yeah. of current designs yeah yeah and that spain shirt too i like the original where the angle of the diamonds um, are different. This one is more like a, a diamond, but when you see the layout, it's like a parallelogram, which, mm. which a diamond is, but the diamond is a little more, uh, I guess when you place it horizontally, symmetrical. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I hadn't I hadn't actually noticed that, but I'll, I'll check that. That sounds right. Yeah. So if you if you turned it say thirty degrees or something, it would it would look um, horizontally symmetrical. But with the new ones, it it's not. It's slightly skewed. Yeah. You know the the original was. Check out the original. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. It's been great talking to you, Jason. Now all these shirts that that we've we've talked about, these are available. I mean, the vast majority of the ones we've gone through today are available uh, to buy, aren't they? Yes. They are. Okay. So how do we get hold of these? Um, go to focohela.com and then go to Tops and then check out the shirts. Mm. Um, they're all made to order. So they'll take around 
two weeks for delivery. So, okay. so um, yeah, so it's, it's ideal for, uh, just about ideal for the World Cup. If you're hoping that your team in the World Cup is going to make it past the first round, and I, people shouldn't be buying football shirts for teams unless they think they're going to make it past the first round, in my opinion, um, yeah. if they're actually supporting the team. Um, then, then that that'll work out nicely for you. And uh, yeah, it looks looks quite good on holiday as well. If you are going away for the summer, um, that it, it could be a, a nice addition to your summer wardrobe as well. Yeah. I'm, um, yeah, there's several in there that I'm I've got my eye on. Uh, also, you're on. Uh, I take it you have lots of social media. You, you used to be El Dejo. Now, yeah. what are you now? Are you still El Dejo? No, um, on Instagram, uh, Los Deos, L-O-S-D-E-J-O-S. Yep. And then um, at Fogohela on Instagram as well. Okay. And so everyone's talk talking to me about Instagram at the minute. I really am behind the times for not being on there, so I do apologize. I'm not on there. Even Design Football is not on, on Instagram. We This really should be changed. Um, yeah. It, it, check it, because... By the time this is published, it might be that we've set up a an Instagram account. Are you on Twitter as well? Um, yeah, but you know what? I'm, I'm not so active on Twitter. More, I don't know. I use that more as a, I don't know, real time news, more or less. Okay. More than anything, I'm not. I'm not like waxing poetic on football or anything like that. There. Okay, so it's so a really. I I feel like a dinosaur that you've actually abandoned Twitter. Now Twitter is. Is, no, is not even. No. Or, you know, you can always do Twitter as well, but, you know, it's, I, I like to read content on there. Yeah. Okay. So w what would it be? Is it Del El Dejo on Twitter or, or Los Dejos? Yeah, Los Dejos. Los Dejos on Twitter as well. Okay. Right. Okay. So at least we know. Okay. Well, uh, as always, wonderful talking to you, Jason. Thank you again. Thank you. For, for, for coming on. Um, uh, I, if you want to get hold of me, as I say, not on Instagram yet. J29ers for me on Twitter. Uh, Design football, so much is being tweeted now. It's, it's the World Cup. People get excited and they're, they're um, uploading loads of designs. So there's loads going on. Designfootball.com is the website. Designfootball.com on Facebook and Design Football on Twitter to see all the designs. Um, uh, other things to mention that uh, Chris Oakley is. Uh, has his podcast um i think it's behind the patreon wall but that's certainly worth your your time and money um so uh have a listen to that check out the designs he's putting on there as well because they're fantastic he's doing great stuff uh dennis hurley's doing great stuff on museum of jerseys as well get john devlin's book all these things are going on right now because everyone's going crazy for the world cup so um yeah lots of things to check out if you're a, a kit fan uh thanks again jason We'll have someone else on here soon, um, very soon. There'll be another podcast on its way. So listen out for that and uh, speak to you again soon. Yeah, go career, go Iceland. <laughs>